a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. As I got closer to the bottom, I saw three hippocampi, fish-tailed horses, swimming in a circle around an overturned boat. The hippocampi were beautiful to watch. Their fishtails shimmered in rainbow colors, glowing phosphorescent. Their manes were white, and they were galloping through the water the way nervous horses do in a thunderstorm. Something was upsetting them. I got closer and saw the problem. A dark shape, some kind of animal, was wedged halfway under the boat and tangled in a fishing net. One of those big nets they use on trawlers to catch everything at once. I hated those things. It was bad enough they drowned porpoises and dolphins, but they also occasionally caught mythological animals. When the nets got tangled, some lazy fishermen would just cut them loose and let the trapped animals die. Apparently this poor creature had been mucking around on the bottom of the Long Island Sound and had somehow gotten itself tangled in the net of this sunken fishing boat. It had tried to get out and managed to get even more hopelessly stuck, shifting the boat in the process. Now the wreckage of the hull, which was resting against a big rock, was teetering and threatening to collapse on top of the tangled animal. The hippocampi were swimming around frantically, wanting to help, but not sure how. One was trying to chew the net, but hippocampi teeth just aren't meant for cutting rope. Hippocampi are really strong, but they don't have hands. And they're not, shh, all that smart. Welcome to Of the Eldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's role as a godly parent. I'm Ray from Cabin 12. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. I'm Matt from Cabin 12. <gasps> My sibling! <laughs> I am sandwiched between the Dionysus kids. <laughs> Oh, sandwiched? Oh, Charlie, you might want to rephrase. <laughs> well, well. It's just big party oh well. energy today. It's it's a it's like a, it's like a sandwich hug. That's what it is. I'm I'm being hugged on either side. It's fine. I don't know how to phrase things. This is we're having some great energy here on the pod tonight. It's great. Oh yeah, it's gonna be so good. We're, we're making dangerous promises here. Anyways, welcome, Matt. Hello. Good to record with you. I know, I'm Our so excited. Our patron. Been looking forward to this all day. Aw. <laughs> I'm so honored. <laughs> Welcome to the chaos. We are here. I thrive on chaos. <laughs> Don't we all? Good. Oh my god, what are we going to be talking about in this chapter? <laughs> well, the chapter is titled, <laughs> I Make a Dangerous Promise. Did you, did you write down and a summary? I feel- yeah. Oh, I, I did. I did. We normally do a little lead up. Anyways, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because I don't even know. I, I. I'm trying not to be spoilery, but at the same time, I feel like it is pretty safe to say that most people understand that there is some foreshadow foreshadowing occurring, perhaps. And so that's why we we, we might be a little cagey on this one. <laughs> I mean, like, it's weird because the promise is not even that big of a part in the chapter. It's just the title of the chapter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is mostly helping sea creatures. And then it's like, oh, hey, Nico. <laughs> oh, hey, Nico, there you are. This one seemed a little short uh, compared to some of the other ones we've read recently. It actually I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I felt like I was able to read it very quickly before this recording. 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's very very. Short. It's like a couple pages long. Just you know, you hit the key points, and that was about it. Seemed like it, yeah. We got we got through it, and we we have our buds here, our good bud black. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, a promise is made. Uh, Percy drops into the ocean. Uh, he tells us about his power set a little bit. We love that. Uh, he info dumps about how uh, fishing nets can be really shitty. Um, <laughs> We we find a sea cow, a literal sea cow. It's a cow. It's got uh, a serpent tail, but like underwater, you, you know, you understand. Uh, it's tangled up in, in a fishing net. That's why it was relevant. We try to free her, but she's spooked by Riptide. So uh, with the help of some hippocampi, uh, Percy gets her out of there. Uh, he calls her Bessie. It's very cute. And then <laughs> Bessie. <laughs> And then uh, Blackjack picks him up, and on his way back to his cabin, he's distracted by noticing uh, Nico, who is uh, pulling a Grover, quote-unquote, and uh, spying on Zoe and Bianca. My that. god, please. I <laughs> Anyways, Percy puts on the invisibility cap, Annabeth's cap, you know, you know, uh, and and also does some eavesdropping. Zoe reveals that these Stoll brothers played a sick t-shirt prank um, <laughs> and uh, have laid, Zo- laid Phoebe up in bed for weeks like she's going to have open sores and is now unable to go on this quest. It's kind of fucked up, guys. Uh, it's it's so much more fucked up than you think. I will get to it in the mythology section. Oh, that's... Oh, no. Oh, Christ. Okay. Uh, yeah. Zoe says she doesn't want to choose another member for the quest. And she says some uh, cryptic things about that. Uh, they leave and uh, Percy reveals himself to Nico because he guesses correctly that Nico was planning on following them. And he's like, that would be a bad idea. And Nico's like, but you're going to follow all of them, right? And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> um, mm. uh, Nico asks Percy to promise to keep Bianca safe, and Percy promises to try his best. I have nothing more to say about this. The <laughs> Was it dangerous? <laughs> I don't the know. questers drive away. Uh, Percy wonders what the heck he was thinking. But Blackjack, the MVP, my boy, offers to give him a ride. Percy is now on the extremely dangerous quest, just like he wanted. Yay. Love Blackjack. We love Blackjack. That's my guy. I, I also just imagine like Percy. Percy is like um censoring him. Because I feel like he would swear a lot. Honestly. <laughs> Is that the vibe? You're so right. Oh, yeah. For yeah. 100%. Absolutely. He's, he's got the 100% like New York, strong New York accent. And then he's like swearing a ton. Wait, that's, he's, that's isn't vibes. it... Like it's described in the way, like the words he uses, the way he talks. Blackjack is described as like it's like it's almost like a gangster, a mob boss. Yes, <laughs> so he would a hundred percent. But but he's like not the, the mob boss. Time. He's the lackey because Percy is his mob boss. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's what, he talks like the boss because he wants to impress the boss, but he knows he's yep. not the boss. <laughs> Correct. We have the vibes. It's so good. Well, let's... God. I'm, like, excited for this, but I'm also, like, hmm. I have feelings. <laughs> um, oh, so... I'm, I'm, I'm horrified. I'm so afraid. As you should be, <laughs> actually. So, in this week's In Case You Mythed It, but, um... But, um, shish. Oh, thinking that is um, gonna be great, isn't it? <laughs> you always do it with me now, I swear. I keep I swear. doing that. I should just stop doing that. <laughs> 
But I'm like, somebody's got to be your hype man. I feel bad that you have to do your own, your own rim shot every time. If we did like little, little, um, um, noise effects, we would, we would have one there, but we're not fancy enough for that. Yeah, the noise effect be the sad trombone, just womp, womp. (laughs) The smallest violin. Yep. Okay. So we're going to talk about Nessus. And you know why he's important? He has a poison shirt. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So so Nessus is a centaur. And his poison blood is what kills Heracles. Have we have we mentioned him a few times in this? I'm not sure. Like, you know, he, he might have come up once might, or twice. He might, he might have come up already in, in you know, this. The name he's he's a mi- minor character in Greek mythology. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh... Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so so he's he's just this dude. He chills by a river, and his important thing in this in this story. Ugh. So Heracles and his wife are crossing a river. His wife, whose name I have to try to pronounce. Okay, okay, okay. Oh boy, Dianera, Dianera. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at that's that. That's a lot. I it's a lot know. of vowels. I really, I really um, would let's not. Call, know. Let's it's call three D. syllables. I know that. I'm gonna I'm gonna call her D. So that seems right to me. Yeah. Say it with confidence, and no one will question it. (laughs) Um, they they're they're crossing the river, and what does Nessus do? He wants to have sex with her. Ugh. Yeah. So big big. So it's weird because like Heracles is supposed to be crossing the river with her, but I guess like he maybe crossed too fast or like he was lagging behind. It's unclear, but maybe he had to take one across at a time. Um that that might be it, honestly. That is probably it. So yeah, Nessus he he rapes her as as happens in the mythologies. Uh and then Heracles shoots him with one of his arrows. And if you know from the Hydra story, he dipped his arrows in Hydra poison. So so this man has been poisoned. And then in I I love I love this description on Wikipedia in his final act of malice. Good shit. Nessus plays this great prank on on Heracles' <laughs> wife super D. Super cool prank. Super cool prank. You know, that we have a poisoned shirt. So he he tells um D as I'm calling her, to, <laughs> to take some of his blood so that Heracles will be her true love forever. Like, if he ever strays, just, like, you know, put this in his shirt and, like, you know, and then he will love you more again or some bullshit like that. But actually, it's poisoned because, like, he was poisoned with hydrovenom, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what do you, what do you think there? What do you think happens? <laughs> Heracles looks at another woman. Because that's, that's what all men do in Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah as they do. Yeah. So, so D spreads the, the centaur blood on a shirt or robe or whatever the, you know, the Greek, the Greek wear. And mm-hmm. he puts it on, but it's not killing him. It's just making it so much that he wants to die. Like he's in so much pain. Oh, oof. Great. It's bur- It's burning his skin. And so he lights his own funeral pyre. He has, he has his, one of his friends light it for him. And then he just like, he just dives in. Oh my God. And then he becomes a god. He died a noble death on a funeral pyre of oak branches. Okay, sure. I don't know how noble I would call it. Personally, oh, you know who lit his funeral pyre? Hmm. Philoctetes. Oh, huh? Yeah, that guy who is not a satyr. <laughs> he's and who he's is just, also he's just a dude. Not 
the actor. God, what is he's not Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's not Danny DeVito. <laughs> Maybe he is. That you know that part I'm not sure about, but I know he wasn't a. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So like, actually, it's not even the centaur blood. That's the poison thing. Here. Yeah, That's I was I was part. noticing that in the story. Yeah, because I just like Rick missed an important detail here. I don't know where the whole like just centaur blood thing he's getting here um it may be something that rick just kind of repurposed for his for this for this story and was like hey if you get this reference good for you because it's a deep cut (laughs) it is a pretty it's a pretty deep cut but also it relates to heracles who may or may not be important um Um, there's also a grosser version, I think, that I've heard where it's not just his blood, it's also, like, his, you know, he- he did ejaculate, so it's- it's gonna be some of that fun stuff Mm. in there, too. It's- it's just Mm. a mixture of all the great fluids on this shirt. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. I- I was poisoned with this. Y'all needed to be as well. (laughs) It's just- it's a great story, isn't it? Isn't it? This is how Heracles died. (laughs) Wouldn't you want to die too if you wore that shirt? Especially yeah, in the probably. second version, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just imagining Phoebe had a shirt like this, and goddamn, the Stoll Brothers are monsters, actually. Yeah, bruh. Bruh, that's so bad. Yeah. That's why it's like, hmm, hmm. Like, as a as a silly prank with no context, that's already bad. But with the context, it's so much worse. It's so mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when your sick prank actually injures someone, I think you have to go to jail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I prefer the the other pranks they do in I don't know when it is, but like there's like a rhyming couplets one that the Apollo kids <laughs> give people. I, oh, I think yes. I prefer that one. That w- that was so much more fun. That's from um was that Last Olympian because they're fighting over the chariot? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just you know, that's more of a that's spirit harmless of a prank. Fun. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> it's just annoying. This is actually harmful to a person. I'm just yeah, trying to bruh. figure out where did the stoles get centaur blood? Well, like, Chiron, did they, yeah, did they just go up to Chiron while Chiron was sleeping Chiron and, like, personally. jab him with a needle or something? <laughs> they stabbed I, him. Or have they, they just, like, held on to it? they in the camp store and they were able to just lift that. But, like, I... Yeah, there don't seem to be any other centaurs around. Well, if in this world, centaur blood itself is poison, I assume they don't sell it at the camp store. You know, I, I bet they sell some real bullshit at the camp store. I'm hoping they sell some good keychains. <laughs> That's just me. This is a school where you have to climb a lava wall. Like, like I'm, I'm saying always... it's not out of the question that they just sell poison. I don't know if they sell I'm... poison. Maybe it's like in the attic. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely but in the they, attic. they like yeah. have it around. I, I mean, It could I be something in the attic because we got in one of the earlier chapters where Percy was looking around at all the random shit up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you but just I've always have, been like... hung up on the, the, they have a camp store. Yeah. Where, what are they doing to make money to buy things at the camp store? They are 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Or I'm assuming 14, whatever. you like, just have to assume that some of them have some money and most of them just don't, and that it's not. Well, I think we, al- we also know from Sea of Mon- from the last book, like Percy buy Percy buys smuggled in Coke cans from a Hermes camper. So I guess I they're bringing money from somewhere. I have an idea about the camp store. Actually, now my my brain is <laughs> my brain is thinking of fun things that are not money. So. Like, when you do, like, you ever did, like, um, like, a cute, fun thing, like, in a, in a classroom where, like, if you got a question right or something, they would give you, like, a little thing? Like a little Monopoly dollar. Yeah, like, 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 stuff like that, and that's what they actually use at the camp store. Mm-hmm. They don't use actual money, because it's, like, 
this camp doesn't make money. So they're not going to charge the kids. I'll say they use drachmas and not American dollars. <laughs> yeah. Almost certainly. What's the exchange uh, rate? That's another important question. Exchange rate on really dollars to drachmas. You wonder, right? Because they're like literally it's gold. solid gold. It's, it's also magical. Well, we know like from Lightning Thief, they, he got, was it, 20 drachmas and 100 bucks? Yeah. Is like, are those supposed to be equivalent? I, I don't think, I don't think a drachma is worth $5. I, no, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, no, that seems way too low. <laughs> Someone tells me a solid gold coin is worth a little more than five dollars. <laughs> just, just a little, just a w- little bit, like maybe five oh one, five oh two in a pinch. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. The camp store does elude me sometimes, but like, I don't know. I f- yeah, I, don't worry about it. I don't. I don't think they make these children pay because they're not making money. I, 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 I have to assume that they do. Personally, I'm like, this camp sucks in a lot of ways. I think that they are just trying to extort money out of these children every once in a while. They extort I it labor Mr. from D's them. Idea. Yeah, that's the, the strawberry fields. <laughs> oh my god, let's get off this track. Let's, yeah. Of the oldest gods, where we answer all the hard-hitting questions you have about the Percy Jackson universe. <laughs> like, why the heck is there a camp store <laughs> because all camps have a store that's why especially with a huge contingent of hermes kids who are known for being thieving little bastards <laughs> oh well let's get to the chapter we're we're on the beach man and we have a flying horse don't we love that um we do blackjack or trans king as i will continue to say in every chapter he's in from now on. <laughs> absolute icon love him uh okay okay Percy doing his little stunts here. He just plunges into the sea and he this goes low, down farther. Low key humble brag. Farther than anyone else can. This man, this boy, he's he's doing it. He is impossible. He's just at the bottom of the frickin' ocean and yeah, he can see shit, but he can't see shit. Yeah, there is some new information here because we knew that Percy can uh, drop into water from great heights. We knew that he can breathe underwater and that he can like control currents when he's un- in the ocean and stuff. Uh, but we are learning that about the site and about uh, his his ability to go into depths. No, maybe he mentioned that before. I feel like there is one other place where he dove deep before, but I maybe in remember. Sea of Monsters. But I'm is it Lightning I, I Thief when he's in the Santa Monica Pier and he that's he true, hangs onto a shark to go meet the Nereid? Yeah, that's true. That's probably the deepest he's, been... he's ever been. Yeah, I don't think he's been quite this far down, especially with I the don't whole think he like swam in Sea of Monsters like at all. <laughs> well, the Siren chapter. There was there no, was that's the this, one. I was like, that's, that's the one that bay. came to my mind. Yeah. You know, Siren Bay, so the yeah, bay is going to have yeah. more shallow water. water. Yeah, but like this with the whole that he can see like the the heat signatures thing. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah, that's to exciting. Me. He's got some like tough powers, but like like the water instead <laughs> he can see with the water. She can see with the earth. I want them to talk about that now. <laughs> okay, that is interesting because that actually makes a lot more sense than like the way I was conceptualizing it. Because like if he is able to extend the water as part of his senses, then that makes a lot of sense to me. I was like, why 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 would your vision why would you have heat vision? Why do you have heat vision down there? <laughs> <laughs> Percy, where did you get heat vision from? I I know what you mean when you say heat vision, but still, when I think of heat vision, I think of like the lasers that coming out of people's yeah, eyes. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what I think of whenever people say heat vision. 
I'd love it if Percy could shoot lasers, personally. Yeah, I got the sense yeah, of, I... it's kind of like sonar, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a fish thing. That's why. Because he's like, he's fish boy. <laughs> Percy is shark boy. Wave shark boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we had two different references going at the same time, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the sonic wave from my mouth, though. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. That I, I'm, I'm now headcanoning that the way that any of this works is that he is able to use the water as an and as 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 an extension of his senses. So that means that makes a lot of sense. From to me. now on, we're gonna assume that whenever Percy is in the water, no one can sneak up on him because he has perfect, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he can just see. 360. 360. Yeah. Uh, so nets suck, and they catch a lot of mythological animals, apparently. <laughs> apparently. That sucks, man. Yeah. I, I love that we keep getting, like, this, you know, uh, humans talk, like, every so often. <laughs> Even when Grover's <laughs> not around, we get some of that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, wow, humans are the worst. Percy cares about the environment. He cares especially about the oceanic environment now, because uh, he's like, I-, I live here. Yeah, I live here part time at least, you know? <laughs> well, I bet oh, part he's... of it too is because he- he'll go in, like, he's. we know he's gone into the ocean a couple times. He was in the Mississippi River. So we know he sees what we can't see from the surface. Like, he sees how gross the stuff in that water is. I think that's mm, yeah, what yeah. makes him so much more interested and concerned about ocean wildlife and the ecosystem in oh, particular. Yeah. He, because he's able to experience it firsthand. Yeah, he knows yeah. exactly how bad it is. <laughs> my, my brain just went to, Percy is a semi-aquatic mammal, therefore he is a platypus. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Percy the platypus. Uh, or one letter off. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. So, what do we what do we have here that's like trapped? It's a tangled creature and it's mooing. So Percy cannot understand cows. <laughs> I don't speak cow. <laughs> yeah, it's a I sea think... creature. It's like the only sea creature he can't understand that we've met so far. Like, what is what makes this one different? That it's not like a sea creature, I guess. It's it's a cow serpent. That's not a sea well, creature. It, it, it lives down there. It can obviously breathe. So are Maybe. we picturing? Are, so are we picturing the same thing? It's literally a cow head on an eel body because that's the I image I've got. I I it says front half, and so I was I think thinking it's gonna like have little like, cow legs. Yeah, it has like, little cow legs. Kind of cow mermaid, but longer tail, because it's like, a eel body. Like how a hippocampus is, where it's like the front half, and then like the back half. I did try to draw him. I don't think I did him did this justice, but like I did try to draw <laughs> Bessie. So um yeah, it's just it's just a little cow. I think we need like a child of Hera or something, even though there are none, to talk to this because she's <laughs> she's she likes cows. Her children would talk to cows, right? This they is how it works. Would. If your parent likes that animal, you can talk to it. Annabeth, why don't you talk to some owls? I bet she does, and Percy just doesn't notice because he's clueless. <laughs> okay, I okay, but I, owls would make the worst conversationalists. <laughs> like they're so <laughs> dumb. Like <laughs> their brains are so little, guys. I'm going to that. Owls are really, really stupid. <laughs> I'm going to that scene in that Tinkerbell movie where they all just talk to the owl for advice, and all he says is "who." Um, I think it's, yeah, yeah, God. I think it's also Ugh. important, like, to think about, like, the hippocampi are kind of doing this, like, summoning circle around Bessie stuck in a net. They're, they're just kind of, they're going around and around. They're not and they're helpful. Totally, 
They're so useless. They do nothing. <laughs> they're just like they went and help got it, Percy. Help they it. they got an adult, so Yeah, they're all yeah, just help children. it, help it. Like, Percy's like, no shit. Like, Master, you have thumbs. Help. <laughs> we don't have thumbs. <laughs> that's that's the only thing here. That's why Percy was helpful. Yeah, so Well, but the the hippo can't by end up doing the work in the end anyways. So really Percy's brain is what they needed. That's true. He does have a bigger brain than them. By a little bit. It's full just of a little though. bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. When Percy has to talk to Bessie to be like, oh, you don't like the sword? Um, um, calm thoughts. Seagrass. Mama cows. Vegetarianism. Vegetarianism. <laughs> we love this. Incredible. He's just thinking about Grover. He's like, okay, Grover's Grover's a nature guy. What what would he say to an animal in distress? Um, <laughs> enchiladas, cheese enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good shit. Good shit. Yeah. So so Percy just uh, the fact that he also names it Bessie. Perfect. Ten out of ten. We love because she's a cow. What else would you name a cow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he's just saying words. He's just saying he, he's just, he just is saying it's a total cow word vomit. Because, <laughs> yeah, is. yeah. Percy's just like, is. okay, we're gonna keep talking so that I <laughs> keep him calm, maybe. Yeah, but he has to he has to untangle the net and just keep on doing that. And uh, it was like untangling his video game controllers. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks, Rick. You are so relatable to the teens. <laughs> Percy is like, what up, gamers? <laughs> <laughs> he's a gamer. Joke's on you, Rick. All the cords, all the remotes are wireless now. <laughs> yeah, it was a little was... more appropriate in 2007 or whenever this was. <laughs> yeah. But even then, we still had a good number that were wireless. Like the Wii would have just come out and that was like, that was quintessentially, that was the yeah, wireless yeah, controller. Yeah. Percy's also like not rich. So maybe he has like used video games or like really He's old playing like an N64. I was about to say, like my joke isn't even relevant because I still use wired controllers because they're like $25 <laughs> instead of 70 There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Percy's playing like a Super Nintendo in 2007 because he could buy it for 20 bucks. <laughs> this is absolutely yeah, canon. Yeah. I was going to say like Sally had some old games or something that that's what he's playing. Sally is a gamer also. That's that's my opinion. <laughs> well, we know Percy's a skater boy. And he said, see you later, boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I cannot. Gosh. So yeah, they, they say Anyways, uh, my mom plays video games. So Percy's mom absolutely plays video games. Just like the same three games over and over because my mom is Percy Jackson's mom. That's all. My you can move on. No, my mom was playing a video game earlier today. She bought a new Disney game <laughs> and was playing that on her computer Aww. instead of doing work. That's cute. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot talk when I play video games now. <laughs> Yeah, so so they we saved Bessie. She's all good. And now we're gonna go back to camp, but Nico be creeping behind a column. <laughs> okay. Nico is eavesdropping on his sister because he cares about her and he's worried about her. It is uh, less I, I mean I support a lot Nico. less creeping than has happened in I don't support Grover. I support Nico because yeah, he's like, no. my sister, I never get to see her anymore. I hope she's okay. And Grover's just like <laughs> <laughs> pretty girls. <laughs> Pretty girls who love nature. Y yes, yeah. yes. He needs to be stopped. <laughs> He's so creepy. It's so yeah, creepy. Yeah, it's been so bad this whole book. We don't love it. Grover, this is where you're canceled. 
I love how Percy's first thought is to do the, it's the very classic, what are you doing? <laughs> but then he's like, oh, he's spying. I should spy too. This uh-huh. is definitely the move. <laughs> Well, he has the invisibility cap, so he can, so... I love how Percy still sneaks with the invisibility cap. Like, he's 100% not used to it, so he still sneaks around. I think Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. should sneak around when Zoe is involved. Because she's a hunter, Mm. she's got some, like, good fucking senses. Yeah, I don't know, but are are they... they're, They're at the dining pavilion right are they just like sitting down at a table where are they yeah they are yeah i think so yeah because they're they're at one of the tables is what it says so Mm -hmm. they must be i guess they're sitting at the artemis table or whatever yeah i don't know why i just pictured like percy just like sits down next to them (laughs) and just like like just (laughs) hands folded like watching what's going down (laughs) so they're talking about the horrible fucking prank that the stroh brothers disgusting (laughs) my god I I've never wanted to cancel them more. We got beat by like this them. girl in a game. Let's give her hives for a month. Yeah, what like the where's fuck, where's guys? the logic? There's such a huge jump. Like I get it, you guys got beat up, but like that's this is this is not equivalent. This is no. Just challenge her to a <laughs> basketball game or something. Don't do this. It is very Greek hero of them though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that means they would still make it to Elysium with that. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so weeks for weeks that don't like it, but she can't go on the quest. So goodbye, Phoebe. We'll maybe see you again someday. Uh, even though we barely saw you to begin with. Yeah. She's never actually been shown in book. I don't think she's only been mentioned. I think in this specific context. Yeah. Like I th- Pretty sure she was the one who was beating up the Ares campers at basketball, but I'm not sure. And that's about all yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I think she has done some stuff, but not when named. Exactly. So, so it's like, which one is she? There are like, <laughs> I don't know, 50 hunters. We have two of them who matter. And there's Zoe and Bianca. <laughs> that's why it makes sense, too, that you know, Phoebe's been written out, written out of the quest. It's like, okay, good. We didn't care about her. Now we have five <laughs> people going on the quest, assuming that Percy will be part of the five of the prophecy. We have five people we care enough about. We yeah. know stuff about them. We have a level of interest in them. That makes what's going to end up happening later more impactful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. whatever goes on during this uh, great quest with no ominous <laughs> prophecies whatsoever. <laughs> There are yeah. no deaths in the prophecy at all. No. No deaths. Not, none whatsoever. I also do like that Bianca and Zoe are like, oh yeah, the prophecy's already in motion. This was the land without rain. And, it, it's and we're such just a like, stretch. It's we're just such like, a I stretch. Know, Percy's going on the quest. I, I like the so. logic though, because it has been mentioned that that is a feature of the camp. Like, it's not like out of nowhere, but, but even there, like, that is dubious. <laughs> I mean, that would totally make sense if they had already started going on the quest, but they haven't moved. So, right. The quest hasn't actually started yet. And I think it's, Zo- it's Zoe making a stretch on it because she doesn't want to invite anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, people are going to die. Let's just leave Phoebe by herself. Let's just, let's just not go um let not do that yeah so zoe's also keeping secrets from thalia still uh and she knows some shit about the general capital g general too i wanted i almost said it in a french accent the general (laughs) i'm gonna bring that back the general there's a lot of generals i could be referencing there's that one song called the general oh there's uh that car insurance i was gonna say the commercial with the, the the general 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that guy. That's the evil villain. The short little <laughs> animated guy who stands next uh, to Shaq. Yeah. I'm gonna imagine that so much. That's that's who it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the guy now. Thanks. That's that's exactly what he looks like. That's the rest like. of this book. You're you're welcome. We solved it. That's the mystery. We did it. Uh, also, Zoe almost yeah, knows Percy. people really do not be sharing information in this book. Like mm-hmm. everyone's just like, I hopefully I'm wrong, but also I don't want to tell anyone about it, even if I might be right about my suspicions about this thing. Yeah, it's like great guys. That's so helpful of you. We we ain't communicating. No communication is good communication. We did it, guys. <laughs> great teamwork. Great teamwork, everyone. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Zo- Zoe almost fucking runs into Percy, and if I guess Chiron hadn't woken up and like the lights on in the big house hadn't come on, that he probably would have gotten punched. Like, <laughs> um, I think Percy was about to get shot with an arrow because it says that she started to reach for her bow. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh sh- it does. Oh my god. Yeah. Zoe was a hundred percent ready to shoot someone. <laughs> Zoe was about to not Percy was about to about to also be the person lost in the land without rain because uh it's fine it's all fine (laughs) oh my goodness Zoe's just always ready to kill so yes she should be that's her right at this point so Percy just like comes out of the shadows is like hey hey Nico I was invisible and also watching the entire time and Nico's like, wow, cool. Nico is like all of us reading this at age 10. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. This like, is why magic. I identify. I love this boy, my son. Uh, He's good in this chapter, I feel like. Like, you get a lot of, a lot more personality and pathos out of him. He's not just like, hey, let's nerd out about cards. Mm-hmm. He's Knock like, off hey, D&D. <laughs> it's not even D&D. It's Rick's bad attempt at combining D&D and like Magic the Gathering or something. Yeah, that's, that's, game, that's right? what I was saying. That's the card one. It's, it's like, it's cards and figurines, <laughs> but we don't know how e- either of these things are used. Yeah, yeah. Matt, we've been talking about this a lot, actually. How do you think Mythomagic works? I don't think it does actually work if you try to think about it. <laughs> you but know what? You're probably right. Isn't, um... I, I think it's across, in, like, I think there are some things we've heard in earlier chapters that are, you know, more Dungeons and Dragons elements, but then you also mm. have the cards and the figurines, which are much more Magic the Gathering elements. I think... I think Rick just tried to combine two kind of tabletop games that were popular at the time. I think my guess is he Googled like what is a what's a popular game or like a tabletop game. (laughs) Yeah, isn't something like like, super low hanging fruit? Okay, my 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 feeling the issue that I have with the way that Mythomagic is is set up is that uh, there are figurines for characters and there are cards. For characters. What we need is for it to be like some grid-based game with the figurines where the cards are like powers that they can use or something. Mm, that would work. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but with the cards also being the characters, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like what is going on here? It's, it's hard to tell. Why are they both? So so I am hoping because the production company that Rick founded is called Mythomagic. That's what's producing. <laughs> The TV that's show. The, the so show. I'm that's incredible. I didn't know that. That's I love that. I'm hoping that means we will get the game. I would love that so much. That'd be Disney, so hilarious. You have the power to make <laughs> the things. Yeah, you do, have to do make some merch this time. Since and 20th Century Fox make it didn't. like an actual like collectible card game thing. Like I would put so much money. Tons of money in that shit. I like, would. <laughs> I would fully get into it just because it's Percy Jackson. 
<laughs> like I think even like assuming they get assuming the show does well enough and it gets to this point, like we know Rick has said that he you know some of the changes he's making in the script are to flesh out things that he didn't cover well enough in the books. Mm-hmm. I would fully expect this to be something they do flesh out because they can market it as merchandise. You just see like Nico Why playing not? the game in the background and like actually explaining rules. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it's Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. God, I'm 100% on board for that. If the Percy Jackson TV show just becomes card game anime. Yes. Okay. I don't even care. That's fine. If someone hasn't drawn a fan art of like Nico with like the the thing, you know, the Yu-Gi-Oh thing on the the arm. Oh, yes. The, it's called a dual deck, excuse me. I I never watched Yu-Gi-Oh, okay? <laughs> I am a bad nerd. But, like, if that isn't a thing where Nico has that with all the Mytho Magic cards, yeah. you have we failed. The fandom has failed if that doesn't already exist. Oh, I would cosplay as that, actually. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's continue. Oh yeah, we're talking uh, about Percy Jackson. Yeah, well, we we still were. We're just now talking about the chapter. No, we so, we, we ended up talking about Nico, Nico and Yu-Gi-Oh. Nico says that uh, um, he knew that Zoe and Bianca were up because he doesn't sleep well at camp. So when he heard them walking by, he followed them. But like, that's so sad. He's having a rough time. He's just a little guy. Like, I want to say he's homesick, but he he doesn't even. Did he have a home? He was at a boarding school. <laughs> he was at a boarding school. All he had was his sister, and he doesn't have his sister anymore. This poor little boy left him. A big part of it probably is that he came to Camp Half-Blood in December, when there's Mm -hmm. like 10 people there. And so he doesn't get the benefit of coming in summer like most campers do, where there's, you know, Mm -hmm. 40 plus campers there. You're coming in and there's next to no one there. The only people you're sharing a cabin with are the Stoll brothers, who are little shits. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just Connor and Travis in... The cabin right now with Nico. Didn't we see which... in a, what? Didn't we hear in an earlier chapter that they were trying to teach him <laughs> poker too? Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, he like the Stool Brothers. I feel like are probably all right dudes to hang out with, but I don't think that I, don't, I wouldn't like, want to live the, with them. Yeah, I. I, I I wouldn't look to them for emotional support necessarily. <laughs> and they're probably not a great. They're probably not a, you know, for a ten year old. That's not you. Know, you don't really want these fourteen or fifteen year olds to be your best friends. They're a little too old. Yeah. Mm. They're not quite your interest level. Yeah. But also, if you were in the Hermes cabin in summer, that kind of sucks too because you can't. You hardly can find a space on the floor to sleep. That's so, also true. Yeah. He does get oh, the benefit of a bed. <laughs> I, I don't know where I heard it, but I heard, like, somebody on some podcast saying, like, Nico would be so good at, like, poker because he likes card games and, like, he's just, that he would have actually smoked the Stoll Brothers. I don't know. I hope he did. Oh, I, th- I think that he would. That would make me very pleased. Uh, except for that Nico is very trusting and you know they're cheating. You know oh, that's true. that they are 100% cheating. That's fair. They, like, the Stoll Brothers are not teaching him poker out of the goodness of their hearts. They're fleecing him. <laughs> Oh, they're doing it so they can steal his cash. That's why. I'm yeah, sure yeah. if they're teaching him poker, like they're not teaching him the right rules either. That's like they're <laughs> going to teach him some rule that makes it way easier for them to win. Okay, now, now I'm picturing y'all. Y'all seen Korra, right? Like, yeah, Legend I have of Korra. seen the first season. Okay, yeah. well, like there's, I want to say it's like season like three or something where they're playing pie show, and like there's, we learned there are different rules of pie show, mm-hmm. and Bolin's like, oh yeah, like you got to play like this, like fast and loose, and Asami's like, no, mm. it's you have to think about it, and like you know, it's like chess. It's like both of these are correct, actually. 
I think <laughs> technically, you know, think technic- technically, there are different ways to play poker because poker is a much more broad term mm. for different types of card game, you know, table card games. The yes, one that well. most people think of as poker, that's you know, the classic is um, Texas Hold'em. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's just what I was imagining. <laughs> but yeah, they're a hundred percent lying to him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They're not making it easier for him <laughs> to to try to acclimatize. Nico really went place. from like good good sister, like <sighs> looking out for him and all this shit, to like thrown in the doghouse with these two little shits. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I think part of it too. I think I think it's really good writing by Rick. To you know, Nico just kind of mentions it in passing here, but it's kind of like we've seen him in the other chapters. It's like the way he talks and acts is that like he makes it seem like he's doing really well, taking everything in stride and all that. Mm-hmm. It's just him talking to Percy. He's just kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm struggling a little. So I think it's kind of that way of showing is like, yeah, hey, reminder that especially kids and they may not be telling you the truth right all, all the time. They may yeah. be struggling more, and you need to keep, you know keep an eye yeah. on them especially a you know a kid like this who hasn't had a lot of stability in his life mm-hmm. you know his it seems like his first reaction and defense is to you know uh always have a positive attitude so that um because he feels like people are going to react better to that if that makes sense yeah yeah mm-hmm. that, that's he's trying to make himself like. more approachable mm-hmm. and to not be a burden on his sister i bet yeah even though you know, she kind of ends up treating him like he was one anyways. I bet he picked up on it, too. Like, especially like yeah, yeah. When, before they were at Westover Hall, wherever they were. My guess is that, you know, she, you know, because Bianca's just a kid, too. So she probably yeah. does. She doesn't have that level of, you know, being able to mask it. She probably still lets some, you know, truth slip out from time to time. And Nico probably picked up on it. I was like, OK, how can I make yeah. this easier for her? She and it's not really by either of the... their faults that it's like that. They're kids in a shitty situation. She was masking oh, yeah, herself by wearing a big floppy hat and like hiding the her face. The big floppy hat, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I love the description of her in the beginning of the big floppy hat because we know that's a military school dance, and so the mm. rest of the time they're in uniform. Yeah, and so we get introduced why. to Bianca trying to hide herself in a military uniform. You are not hiding yourself at all. So we know that she took the advantage of being out of uniform to hide herself. Yeah. I don't know why. Now that's making me think of, like, Violet from The Incredibles. Like, that's that's the look we're going yeah. for. Mm-hmm. And then when she becomes a hunter, it's like Violet with the, the headband. Like, I'm all confident now. You're so smart. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally it. That's a transformation. Um, Immortality will do that to you. It's not the taking <laughs> off the glasses. It's just the, the pulling the hair back so people can see you. <laughs> so, um... The f- okay, the fact that, like, per- Percy and Nico are just like, oh, Nico's too young to go on this quest. Um, is he, though? I mean, he's 10, but, like, they've children have gone on these quests before. I know he... he Percy I- was 12 two books ago. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. He's, he's not actually too young, but also he's too young as in he hasn't trained at all. So... Yeah. Okay. He has zero training. And also, Percy was too young to go on that quest. Uh, yeah. We just have different standards for demigods. I think the difference is that, like, Percy is the protagonist. Um. <laughs> yeah, big big main character energy here from Percy. <laughs> That's the only difference. Yeah. But I, I do wonder, like, part of it is, like, the, the quest in The Lightning Thief was specifically because Percy was being accused. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. why it was his quest, and he 100%. 
he has to be the one to go. This one is it is different because there's you know there's five people going instead of three. It's that's a big change. Zoe's from, quest. It's it's Zoe's quest, and it's a you know it's a quest for Artemis. And they didn't you know they they made it clear at the at the ping pong table that they didn't want they didn't want a guy to go at all. Grover yeah. doesn't count apparently, but. <laughs> I wonder who plays. They didn't ping want pong. guys to go. So it's, I bet no one plays ping pong at that ping pong table. They just have it because it was a cheap table for conference <laughs> for for council meetings. Dionysus was like, "I'm gonna start playing ping pong," and then like he got it, and then he never used it, and that's yep, what yep. happens. <laughs> I say this because I definitely would do that. <laughs> You have to imagine in the with this ping pong table, Dionysus has also put like a really old Pac-Man machine in the corner or something. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Right, like Definitely. the rec the rec room has to be where Dionysus goes for for party mode. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he hates his job. He loves Pac-Man. We stand. So Percy's going on this quest because he can be invisible. And also, guess who else is coming on the quest? Blackjack! Fucking Blackjack! Um, I think Six shall go west because Blackjack is the most important member. Mm-hmm, Blackjack mm-hmm. is important. I love how- I love this- this sentence towards the end of the chapter where is I ran, putting on Annabeth's cat. Like, why is Percy's first inclination is, I'm gonna run and chase after this van. That's smart. I'm definitely gonna catch up to the van. Imagine yeah, if he that... did go. Imagine if this boy was just invisible and he, like, jumped on the back of the van was just hiding there for, like, hours. One that, you know, like, a couple sentences later, he gets to the top of the hill and he's like, yeah, I'm kind of stupid. Why did I think I was gonna run after the van? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, when you're a demigod, sometimes you just do things and you're like, wow, that worked? Weird. And so I think that (laughs) at this you'd like, might as well try. (laughs) It is fully the ADHD right here. (laughs) Just like, gotta try something. We'll see if it works. Don't know. Yeah. Well, we know Percy's Percy's not really a thinker all the time either. He's much more of a doer. Yeah. And so yeah. it is a hundred percent in character that he would be like, Okay, we're gonna try this first and then it didn't work. It's like, okay, now what? Now that I've tried something, let's stop and think. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah, that's that's the chapter, my dudes. Percy and Blackjack are going on a road trip. Except it's a sky trip? <gasps> There's a cat. <laughs> yeah. You have distracted me one hundred percent now. So, yeah, sorry, I, I've derailed the entire episode. <laughs> Oh, bye. I guess he's leaving. Well, this is what happens when I don't close my door. There's also nothing left to talk about. That is the that is the chapter, my dude. We've we've done it. We're going on we a fucking it. quest. The short chapter, but a lot in a ha- reasonable lot time happened. frame. But we we got it in a reasonable time frame. But this chapter is significantly shorter than the others, and so. Well, it's a short chapter in terms of, you know, word count number of pages, but, it, you know, there's important stuff has happened. Like, you know, Indeed. this book is written for eight-year-olds, so we, we as older, older <laughs> don't people. Don't make me feel bad. I don't, I don't want to say adults, but older people <laughs> have a bet, you know, we can grasp on and understand, it's like, okay, he's setting up important things here. Sam is the We're only preparing to go on the quest. On this network. No one else. <laughs> yeah, for real. Ugh. <laughs> uh. The rest of us have to do adulting, but we don't like it. It's the rest true. of us pretend to be adults. Yeah, yeah, yep. literally. I fake it. All right. Well, uh, in order to continue with our reasonable time frame, uh, let, let's let's get into our plugs. Let's do it. Yeah, Matt. Matt, where can the people find you? And is there any media you would like to plug this week? Yeah. 
You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Shaman Nomo. Um, I don't usually talk about a lot of shit on there, but sometimes the occasional random thing will pop up. I usually try to plug our Richmond Symphony Chorus concerts when those come up. Um, by the time this episode comes out, our next one will probably be... Um, Halloween weekend, we are doing a concert with the music of Danny Elfman, who wrote a lot of music for the Tim Burton movies. Mm. So the way that the the way that this this is one of my favorite concerts we do is the they will put a screen behind us and show parts of the movie, and we the symphony and the chorus will do the scoring for those sections of the movie they show. So you have the live music with the movie behind. And so those are always very fun. Um, very cool. Other media for people to actually consume who aren't in Richmond, which is probably a lot of people. Um, <laughs> I have recently been reading a, a pentology of books by Kana Golden um, called the Emperor series. It's a five, you know, five book series, uh, fictionalized telling of the life of Emperor Caesar. Ooh. And so the, very much in line with. You know, the Greek mythology, Greek and, you know, Greco-Roman history, you know, those are fun books. They're written, written for, you know, the same kind of middle grade reading level that Percy Jackson is. So a fun, fun story, fictionalized slightly to make it a little more entertaining, but they're really good reads. Hmm. Very fun. Cool stuff. Um, I am going to plug a new podcast that some of my friends are doing. Um, I've, I've made some friends in the Percy Jackson podcaster community. Um, and two of them, Robert and Darian, are doing a Kim Possible podcast (laughs) called That's the Sitch. Good. That's a perfect name. Yeah. It's beautiful. You should see the art. The art is beautiful. It's of, like, them as, as Kim and Ron and Darian's cat is, um, um, Rufus. And it's, it's, (laughs) it's beautiful. I love it so much. And yeah, they've they've had two episodes so far. They're very fun. Yeah, it's just it's just that a brand is new really thing. exciting. Um I also wanted to plug a middle grade book series because that's that's the kind of reading that I like to do. Um, <laughs> um E. B. Baker's Frog Princess series. Um Oh really slaps. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So if you've seen Disney's The Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. they credit the frog princess as having inspired it. It has nothing to do with it whatsoever. Yeah, that's what they I've heard. completely unrelated. It's okay. And I'm assuming that the reason that that happened is because they didn't want to get sued. Because the <laughs> idea that they have taken is that uh, when she kisses the frog, she turns into a frog also. Not even for the same reason as in the movie. It's totally different. Um, but but they're like, okay, we're using this same idea, so we'll credit this book so that, you know, we don't get sued at some point. Uh, my issue with that is that what if the Frog Princess series never gets any kind of adaptation because the legal rights are tied up in Disney's bullshit? I don't I don't want That's that. That's annoying as shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's it's a high fantasy series uh Ooh. about yeah, she's a a princess and uh, who kisses a frog who says that he's a prince and she's like I don't actually believe you, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> that she also turns into a frog. And then they have to go on, you know, frog adventures. Uh, I suppose a bit like in the movie where you're like, well, I'm in a swamp and uh, it, being a frog is fucking dangerous as hell. I would assume <laughs> they don't mean like an alligator and who plays like the trumpet. <laughs> no, there's no who wants alligator, to, I don't think. Um, <laughs> in the first book, she does eventually make 
a friend with a snake who she meets in a witch's cottage, which I love, because uh, he absolutely was planning on eating her. And then they were like, we're buds. That's actually great, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they meet some some spiders. Uh, yeah, there's... But I really like the magic system in those books. Uh, uh, the series deals a lot with, like, dragons later on, and those are very fun. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the characters are really charming. I definitely recommend those, uh, if you, if you like, you know, some fantasy, some relatable, easy, uh, middle grade reading. I, I think those are really good. Very cool. I like that. <laughs> oh, well, my dudes, if, if that is all, then, um. We done it. We, we did, we did do it. Now, I guess. We did the thing. I guess I'm gonna go, um rescue a baby cow serpent from like the bottom of the ocean or something i don't know but either way get out of my fucking cabin <laughs> that's fine matt and i will go back to our own cabin <laughs> we don't need you par- party in cabin 12 <laughs> it's always a party there and you know we know how to throw a party <laughs> Find this podcast socials at Of the Eldest Gods Pod on Instagram and at Of the Eldest Gods on Twitter. You can send an iris message to us through Of the Eldest Gods Pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, join us at patreon.com slash of the eldest gods. By becoming a patron, you can join the Deus Ex Media Discord server, where you'll be able to chat with us and other listeners about episodes and anything Percy Jackson related. Our $5 Patreon tier also gets you access to Against All Odds, our monthly bonus show. There, we'll talk about a wide variety of topics, which usually have something to do with mythology. Uh, no promises. You can check out our merch store on TeePublic to find custom designs made by Charlie. Or, if you cannot or do not want to support us financially, we'd really appreciate a rating, a review, or letting your friends and followers know how much you love the podcast. That really helps. You can find me, Ray, at HeyHeyRay, spelled R-A-Y-E, on Twitter. If you want to hear more from me, check out Barbie Movie Slap, a podcast where my co-host Ted and I discuss Barbie's cinematic universe. You can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, but on Twitter, I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm totally not salty about. I also have an art Instagram that I sometimes use at GreenPixieDraws. I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mac, that's M-A-C-K. And I also have another podcast on the network called Fandoms Gone Wrong, where my mom and I talk about movies, TV shows, books, whatever other fandoms we enjoy. You can find that on all the major podcasts podcasting apps. Our music was written by Isabel Strauss-Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian M. Riggs. You can find Izzy at Kane underscore I, that's I is in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. She also currently makes video essays on the YouTube channel Kane I. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. Of the Oldest Gods is proud to be part of Deus Ex Media, which features great podcasts like Content and Capable that follows Sam as he tries to figure out what it truly means to adults. Hi, my name's Sam, and I've recently become an adult. But why does adulting have to suck? Join me on my journey to rediscover the joy of following your passions as an adult, and discuss it with people who are doing just that. I'll sit down with a variety of people from all walks of life and ask the important questions while trying to figure out what does it really mean to adult. Whether you're a pro or haven't even started, come and listen wherever you get your podcasts, and hopefully you might learn a thing or two.
Of the Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday. And you you know your line, Matt. You're all you're all set. I'm gonna trust you. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Never trust me. Dave X Media.